0: and gentlemen welcome to the guns in radio podcast and now give it up to your host chris caputo and dustin bones happy new year everybody Woo! 2021 let's uh let's hope this is a good year so
1: yeah it can't be much worse than the last one
0: yeah 2020 was shit but uh we're starting off the year right here on uh, guns and radio a special new year's Day. Uh, episode for you guys. Uh, we're going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of a uh, very special, uh, iconic show in Guns and Radio. Uh, Guns and Roses this week. Jesus fuck, I'm already screwed up. Not both. You uh, got it right. Yes.
1: This is going to be an iconic show in Guns and Radio for more yeah, than one right. reason. Because not only are we reviewing one of the most legendary shows of all time, but we've got a special guest was joining us once again for the third time in a short, very short period of time. Please welcome Rick Dunsford. Hola,
2: hola. Si, si.
0: Ah, <laughs> <Another>. <laughs> are you working? He's working on his Portuguese and Spanish. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to fuck with Team Brazil and speak their language?
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't speak Spanish. I've been doing, it. I've been doing that enough on Facebook. <laughs> well, guys, Rick is gonna join us. We're gonna talk about this show, and I'm sure Rick's got some great stories to tell about this show and how it came to be with us. I know it's been told other places, but uh, it's nice to get the man himself here to tell his side of the story and all these years later and everything while we watch the show. So you guys wanna get started? you guys wanna hit play and let's watch it?
3: Yeah, I'm gay,
1: yeah. So guys, if you if you, if you choose to watch along with us now, this one is going to be a little harder to find. You're going to need to actually be a, 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 a GNR fan pretty much to be able to find this, but it's out there. If you do your homework and you go to look for it, you will find it. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Or you may just get lucky and find it on YouTube for five minutes until it gets taken down. So
1: yeah, download it real quick like we did.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, I remember when this leaked. Literally, it was like, oh shit,
1: get it, get it, get it.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's like one version that was missing, like had, like the encore, like, fuck, <laughs> that's the
1: wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to watch. The version we're watching is an hour, 55 minutes, and 55 seconds. And we're going to get started with that. Uh, who wants to count us down? Should I count us down?
0: You guys want to count us down? How are we going to do it? Can yeah, we do it? Go ahead, Dustin. Count us down. Okay. Brother.
1: And three, two, one play, so it's obviously a japanese v h s tape from the blue screen that's going on in the front yeah, there it is you
0: got the the um the canned shots of uh, the Vegas strip here
1: <laughs> you think this was uh yeah, this is stock footage,
0: oh, this is totally stock footage.
1: <laughs> and hey rick we went there once not the house of blues though i know man it would have been awesome to be at this show and we did see. <laughs> rick and i did see gnr at the house of blues uh in chicago yeah that
2: was in 2012 and that was uh that was available as a pro shot as well
0: Ooh. Yeah. That's out Let's hear this intro.
1: Yeah.
4: Hey hi. Didn't hear you come in. Sorry I can't be with you tonight. Electromagnetic rays. Boy,
1: where's my fucking red band. <laughs>
5: where's the fucking red band?
1: Was that Fernando? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Just for the taste of it, Diet Coke. <laughs> well, Happy New Year. <coughs> Enjoy the millennium. And hope to see you soon, boys and girls. But right now, Uncle Axel has a date with cleanliness. And we all know that cleanliness is next to, well, you get the picture.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Such a weird cartoon. I just don't get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember
2: seeing this cartoon on the uh, Rio. Uh, yeah, two thousand one Rio. I think,
0: yeah, they only used this in two thousand one, and it was like just like him poking fun at himself and like all, all these like uh, uh, the press and shit were saying about him. I like this yeah. one though when they used the Exorcist three line. Fuck, oh, okay, that's the
1: Grace intro. I was about to ask what that was from.
0: Yeah, I looked it up after. I was like, "Oh, Exorcist 3. I was like, "Oh, sweet."
2: Yeah, I love this intro, man. It just to me, it fit the band perfectly at the top.
0: Yeah, for this uh, Chinese democracy era, why not? Yeah,
2: well, the early democracy era.
0: Yeah, mm, like 02, I think. Yeah, oh two is the last time they used this one. I'll yeah,
1: always man. be partial to the Dexter theme, just because that was the first one I saw. <laughs> You know they're bringing Dexter back. Have you heard that? Yes, I heard uh, that. Uh,
2: they, sit, they tend to be doing that with a lot of shows now.
1: I like, mean, where the hell are you going to go with Dexter, though? Like, well, he's a lumberjack now, so he's. he
0: <laughs> yeah. will just, just rewrite the whole fucking ending. Who knows?
1: Turns out that was a fever dream. Yes. You know what I said about the Dexter finale. If they would have ended it like two minutes early when he drives off into the hurricane and then you don't know what happened to him, that yeah. would have been that would have been a perfect ending.
0: like a sopranos
1: yeah, only better. I mean, Dexter was the shit. That was a good show. Do you know where he there he is. Yeah. Where are we? Oh, is that what? I well, oh shit. <laughs> he still had it back then. I mean, he's a little oh, rusty you God. can tell. Oh, it was crazy though. It was like the
2: same night the Goo Goo Dolls had a show and uh, they had to clear out and then Guns N' got to go in after shortly after their set was over and they had to do all this in one night.
1: Huh. So this is like uh, 4 in the morning.
0: Oh, Actually, 3.30 something, yeah.
2: It was a really late show.
0: Yeah, because the doors were at 1 a.m. And then they didn't take the stage like two and a half hours later. And by the time it was over, it was like 5 in the morning.
1: <laughs> Go figure.
0: And just in Vegas, imagine like, the people like walking out it's like zombies.
2: Well, I mean like uh, when we did the Vegas shows, I, mean, I don't... We didn't even sleep at all. I don't even think, man. It
1: was too. We slept. We slept like fuck. The time that there's two Vegas experiences: the time we was together, and the time we went separate, and the time we was together. I know we maybe slept four to six hours the whole trip, uh, and that's that's being generous. I was so excited when I got there; I couldn't sleep. Because we played, remember when we got there, we played slots for a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And then uh, we're looking at all the GNR displays they had, which was pretty neat.
1: Yeah, I was walking around like little kids in Disney World.
3: And that accident's car.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then what's bad is the next day, we were there for the last two days of the residency. And the next day we woke up, we did take a little bit of a nap before we went and got on the plane. And, uh, cause remember, oh yeah, we were going to go to that after party that never happened. Remember when that guy kept sending his kid to the door? <laughs> the- you-, you know, that fat dude that kept showing up with that little fucking kid.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. I'm- and I got tired of
1: that kid. Yeah. I got tired of him. And, uh, yeah, so then we was going to an after party and then the after party never happened. And, uh, well, I don't know if it happened or not. We couldn't stick around. We couldn't stick around and keep waiting because we had a plane to catch. And, uh, we left there and, uh, you know,
2: uh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we always had the, the flights back. We're always like pushing it after the show is over. It's like,
1: yeah, and then this fucker here would go to work the next day. Like we would fly in, he'd sleep on the plane, and then when the plane would land, he'd leave Memphis and go to work. Mm-hmm. <coughs> not my ass. I wouldn't go into work. Fuck that. <laughs> I try to get the
2: most out every minute, man.
1: <laughs> I don't see how you do it, man. I don't see where you get the energy from. I wish I had half this guy's energy.
2: But man, when I crash, I crash hard, though. I oh don't yeah, sleep for days.
1: I remember the first time I spent the night at Rick's house. I thought he walked outside or something because he was talking and we were, and I was laying there on the couch and we were just bullshitting. We were talking like, like we are right now. And then all of a sudden Rick quit talking and I thought he went outside. And so I'm sitting there waiting on him to come back and I'm like, where the fuck to go. So I opened the door and look and the, well, I go to open the door and he's locked and it's locked. So I'm looking out the window. All the lights are off and there he is. He's sitting, still sitting in the chair. And he's just like somebody flipped a switch.
2: Yeah, it's pretty rough, man. I, it's hard. To, it's hard to stay awake, man. <laughs> like I'm always going 100 the whole day. Welcome
3: to the channel.
1: I got to get me some of them shades.
2: I'm still pissed that the VMA rehearsals haven't leaked yet. I know.
1: I, what took that so yeah. fucking long?
0: So, I mean, who Dustin. Wants you the- want those, Dustin? You want the shades? I want the fucking dragon shirts. Fuck that.
1: The bowling <laughs> shirt. This is bowling shirt, Axel.
0: This <laughs> is yeah, Chinese dragon shirts and track pants, Axel.
1: You know what? If he had, if you could take him and Gaffietti and put them side by side, and you'd think they were brothers. <laughs> <laughs> this is Gaffietti Axel. That's the name of this uh, this era because he's got the Gaffietti shades. <laughs> He's got the bowling shirt. All he needs is a fake tan and some spiky blonde hair. <laughs> wow!
2: Uh, well, then, in all fairness, though, this is twenty years ago. So the guy had that look back then.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't even think gaffietti was a thing back then. I know that's what I'm saying. Uh, so did he uh, just a an Axel look? Maybe that could be it.
0: Ooh, that's good, that's good inspiration.
1: Yeah. See, uh, that's what we do on this show. We put shit together. The guy could totally be at this show right now or
2: during the time it was recorded.
1: Let's see if anybody gets kicked out at <laughs> this part of the
2: show. Well, someone did get kicked out early in the show. Really? Slash.
3: No,
0: <laughs> No, I don't know if it was this one.
2: Is that yeah, the Slash? Yeah, Slash showed up. Uh, was uh, Slash showed up, and then uh, was told not to come. He couldn't come in.
0: I was at the the joint ones though at the end of oh, that this was the year, the two thousand one. one. Yeah, I think it was one of those two. Like he actually was on like the guest list, whatever. And then they're like, "No, nah, let's just not have him here," because like Axel's probably like going to be freaked the fuck out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know he showed up to a show, and then uh, was told he couldn't come in.
1: Why would you want to, though? I mean, fuck, that'd be like crashing your ex-wife's wedding.
2: And then you write about it in his book.
1: Mm. It's been so long since I read that fucking book. You got me that book. You know that? You remember that? Yeah. I still got it here, too. It's in that, uh... Oh, hey, look. Oh, dude! <laughs> All my shit's coming down because I'm packing this room for the move. We're taping this out of order. If you hadn't figured that out, folks. Well, you know what? Uh,
2: speaking of books, uh, any of you read Matt's book?
0: I've got I a copy not.
1: sent to me, but
0: I, I can't a read a book; I haven't got a chance to it.
2: Well, dude, just read the last two chapters, and then that's—you'll get the best read out of that.
0: I have to have, like, when
1: I'm reading a book, I can't read a book on my phone. Like, it can't hold my interest that long. I have to have a paper, like, I don't know, something about when it comes to reading a book, I have to hold it in my hand. I tried e-books, and they just...
2: I can see your PDF, and you can print it off and read it like it's a script or something.
1: I was planning on doing that, like, printing out the PDF eventually.
2: Uh, it's a pretty good book. But...
1: I might print it out and get somebody to bind it for me, so I can make like me a book of it, like a real book. <laughs> Put it over in Tracker. my collection.
4: I have, I have traversed a treacherous sea of horrors to be with you here
2: tonight. That's yes, for so long we only had just the audio. Happy New Year.
0: Yeah, it was like a crappy like audio. Some like snuck in a. a ref- like a recorder into it or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but back then that's the only way. You, you didn't have fancy phones and stuff like that. You had to do sneaking like little recorders and stuff. Now it's just so easy to, you <laughs> get it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Excuse the it from your phone if you have enough space on there. Fuck it.
2: I mean, they make them like that now, man. You can do it in four K now.
0: Yeah,
1: my phone's got 4K. I just haven't figured out if I, how I'm gonna utilize that. <laughs> That's why I made a TikTok. <laughs> See what <I> happens.
3: <laughs> Cause where's the waste I, of my fucking
2: time? I, I just don't. I don't understand TikTok. I just. I posted a some GNR videos on there, but I just. I don't know. I just. I don't get it.
1: It's for looking at girls do jumping jacks and yeah. occasionally get a giggle out of some funny video. It's
0: basically Adderall for like and cocaine for Gen Z. That's it.
3: Won't leave me alone.
0: We don't do drugs. We watch TikTok through fucking cool no. Oh, oh,
3: oh, oh. TikTok <laughs> man,
1: I barely
2: kept it with the whole Instagram thing. You know, like I'm just Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I don't want to go any further than that.
1: I got I've got to where I don't like Facebook anymore. Uh I prefer like you can find me. I pretty much live on Instagram but I don't hardly post that much. I mean Facebook Messenger is there to talk to people and then after that, I mean every now and then I'll share when I share I share like four or five things at once and then you won't hear from me for like a month. Well Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know, like Facebook is just uh I'm just so used to it, then I'll just kind of like, just put what I'd put on there on the other outlets, but.
1: Let's be real, MySpace was so much better. Oh, hell yeah.
0: Hell yeah. That's how we first listened to Chinese Democracy. (laughs) Remember that? They they put it on MySpace like a week before it released.
2: (laughs) Yeah, dude, I I remember that. It was the most uh, streamed album at the time.
1: Something like that, yeah. It didn't come out yet. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't you go to a listening party when it first came out?
2: Yes, I went to uh, Atlanta because the whole thing was
1: Fuck you went into somebody's house? No,
2: it was a uh, it was some it was some like venue, Best Buy hosted it. But the reason why I did that is because in two thousand and uh well two thousand one I was too young to go to Vegas to see guys. Because this is the twenty one and up shows. Yeah. Uh, 2002, I had tickets to see them in Charleston and uh, in Biloxi. The shows got canceled a week before them because of uh, the riot and then the tour being canceled. So then in 2006, I had tickets to see them in Nashville. Well, I mean, I swear to you, one week before the show, Nashville got canceled. Damn. My like, man, are you, you're kidding me. So I missed out on seeing them all these years. And then, uh, so I knew once the album was released, they're not going to cancel these shows. So I waited and waited. At the end of 2009, they announced they did some uh, Japan shows, and then 2010 January they did those uh, Canada shows, and I went out there to see them. Man,
1: what do you do at a listening party?
2: Well, the, the listening party—that's So that's the reason why I went. But the, you just go and you just listen to you just listen to uh, the album, and then that's it. Yeah, the guy from uh, the leasing from Seven Dust was there, which was uh, kind of weird. Huh. Um, yeah, That's right. There was, like, like, free posters and, uh, and t shirts that are, and I ended up leaving with a whole box of shirts and posters.
3: Here's your buddy you Pittman. <laughs> i still got a couple of their shirts.
1: He used to say, Living Little live.
0: This is Chris Pittman before the towel.
1: Yeah, this is back when he was sexy.
0: Yeah. This is when he was actually yeah, he like that. more of an integral part, I think, in the live show. Like, cause throughout this, you're gonna hear like a lot of these older songs get more like synth inside and like more of these sounds into it, which is really cool.
1: <laughs> before he, he just pre-recorded Pittman. all of his shit and mimicked like he was playing.
0: Before, <laughs> before he just became like main tambourine player on Paradise City. <laughs>
1: Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is Robin Fink dressed like a stormtrooper? <laughs>
0: yeah, this is. Loki, <laughs> <laughs> okay, he is.
1: I mean, fast forward to 2012 when Bumblefoot had the stormtrooper helmet. <laughs> man, there we go. Star Wars is part of the GNR lore.
0: Star Wars is a guitarist, man.
2: And Bucket had a. Uh, and they in a the solo spot. I believe it was. Too,
3: he actually does Star Wars in it. Oh, yeah, so, I yeah.
1: So, I mean, this is right before the no eyebrows uh cornrow having Axel <laughs> told my girlfriend. Well, I, that my I, don't, I don't see the point, I don't see why you hate a singer for what he looks like. He gives a fuck what he looks like. It's all about how he sounds.
0: Exactly. Tell the assholes on the forums that.
1: Fuck. They're just bored. There's, there's nothing going on for them to bitch about. If they if they were putting out new albums every year, they'd have that to bitch about on the forum.
0: Oh, for sure. There's always... It's not quality material.
1: About. Yeah. But Since they don't have that to bitch about, all they can do is bitch about Miles Kennedy and... How Axel's fucking dressed and shit. Bow, bow. Have we covered this song yet on our show?
0: We have not.
1: I couldn't remember.
0: This one we have not. I like, I'm pretty.
2: Yeah. I like the camera work on this uh, on this show too. I would it's argue cool that. Movie. it's
1: parts of it are better than the uh the one we got in rio i don't yeah, know why well, they didn't release this
0: yeah this is um, much better than Rio, to be honest you get the world premiere of a lot of songs here too
2: yeah and the camera work is a lot more you're a lot closer it's a lot more intimate setting um i don't know you can just tell this is us yeah know, i was really into it you know
1: I just, Maybe. I just don't understand why he wouldn't release it. Like, what did he hate about this? That.
2: Oh, yeah. Think about it too, though. Like, what took, well, took him so long to finally release anything? Like the, what was it? The Appetite for Democracy DVD. They finally they couldn't release that until Slash and what was it Slash and Axe were blocking each other on releasing stuff with Guns music on it. Oh
0: uh, yeah, so, right. so, so that, the problem. No, is with no, the band? Is like yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Rick.
2: No, 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 no. That's right. But that, but that's yes. Like, Yes, the dispute, you know, today could finally agree, you know, like, I think they agreed to let Slash release something, a DVD, and then Slash agreed to let them release the DVD, you know, something like that, I heard, to finally get to get anything released.
0: Yeah, because So what's the their excuse now? Slash and Duff on the music.
1: Yep. What's their so excuse now?
3: Uh, bullshit. I don't know. I've I've been
2: asking them, uh, uh, I said every day almost. Dude, this is like, I love this song.
0: <laughs> this is better than the real performance. I'll give you that.
2: Yeah. X
0: doesn't fuck up in the beginning.
2: Yeah, oh, I wish they would have brought this one back and uh, like the 2011, 2012 era.
0: It was, like, on alt set list for a long time. It wasn't, like, in 2018 it appeared there, but I think that was just some bullshit troll. I don't know. What, like was hard they, they Yeah, Well, um... Let's just throw a bunch of random titles.
2: Well, I actually did, um... Uh, oh, my God, was on their, um... Uh, their set, their master list, I guess they call it. I got it signed by the band in Nashville, but it was, you know, Oh, my God was on there. And before the show in Nashville... The Show that they play Civil War at, they also rehearsed. Oh my god, it's you know, during that same time they were rehearsing a Civil War.
3: Nice, nice,
2: but Axel's just he was never, I guess, he's never comfortable performing it because he struggled with it. Yeah, and then the joint shows, he has something that happened, and then the song never was played again.
0: Huh. Something like that. Speaking of set lists, I was like doing like research on this, just like looking about on the internet. And apparently, there is like a, a photo of the setlist of this show and it had like Oklahoma on it or something. I don't know if that's like true or not. That's what I heard, like just rumors around the internet.
1: What was Oklahoma? Did we ever figure that out? Did that come out in the leaks in last year?
0: That was in there. It's just an instrumental though. Oh. And apparently, Civil War was also rehearsed with. Buckhead in this band but apparently there's a yeah someone said there was a recording of them rehearsing Civil War like for the show but like it sounded like shit or something so i don't know if it's like just like bullshit rumors on the internet or it could be actually legit
2: i've actually <laughs> uh, i know a lot of people that are at this show so, uh, i'll i'll ask around you know see if but i mean i don't know it depends when did the band arrive there though because yeah you know, the Google Goo dolls had to have their time to set up, and all that it has been you and before,
0: yeah, apparently uh, they sound checked for this show at like six a m the day before or something
2: six a m
0: that's wow. from what I read, like somewhere I think it like GNR on tour, that old website I like looked at the archives there or like go around the internet. that's what I found about this show.
1: Have you guys seen end of, end of Days yet?
0: Yes. Nope.
1: Oh my god, that movie sucks. Yeah, I got. The, I
2: only watched it just because of the song. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then it don't You're come up like until waiting the,
0: for the end credits.
1: I, I did share that when I first watched it. I said I fi- on Twitter, I tweeted and said, I finally watched End of Days. Hashtag, oh my god, that sucked.
0: Oh, this is where he Paul Tobias' ass.
1: Oh, let's hear what he's got to say.
4: Someone who's, uh, worked very hard to be here and through all the opposition and worked very hard with the former band.
1: Come on out, Hernan.
4: To try to help things work out. And has worked solidly basically every single day for the last seven years to try to help me have a goddamn band. Miles Kennedy, folks. <laughs> the original guitar player that I worked with, that I met when I was 12 years old, and we'd argue about who's cooler, Led Zeppelin, Queen, Kiss, or Aerosmith. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Paul Hughie. The question mark and what who the fuck is Paul and what's he look like? And well now, now you all know, and, and you can. You can write home to everybody how it just doesn't work and it's not. It,
0: it just sucks. Fun fact: We now have two of four shows that Paul Tobias performed for Guns N' Roses on video.
1: Yeah, so gonna send Rick the other two, and we'll get two more.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Paul Tobias saga—it <laughs> finally can be complete.
1: That would be oh a hell shit! Of a yeah. this is my jam. Also,
0: I th- Also, I think for the joint shows, if you've seen the photos for those, like the the jacket Axles Axel's wearing, I think he took that jacket from Paul Tobias, it looks like. (laughs) Blue, bedazzled, fucking all this shit.
2: Dude, I would love to see those shows.
0: They're out there. Somebody fucking send those our way or... uh, I don't know. Let's let's, uh, start some deals, negotiations. Come on, hoarders. Come at me.
1: We'll send answer. you our episode zero for
3: it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I never win, but now she's
1: Love his shit.
3: Yeah.
1: We was driving somewhere. Me and uh, Becky was, and we were listening to the radio, and she was DJing while I was driving, and uh, she was playing some Guns N' Roses for me. Because she's a good lady like that. And then I was like, ooh, play my Michelle next. And she showed me the phone, and that was what she had queued up already. <laughs> we were just getting through the Pandora ad. <laughs> wow. Maybe Thursday you can sleep. Look how young Tommy looks. Man, you, don't my my actuals, Tommy you don't see my impression of Tommy Stenson. You don't see my impression of Tommy Stenson. Yeah. Anyway, we get the
2: camera. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know though. But I, I kind of got tired of the. I hated when they whenever they added uh, like Tommy's song and a Bumble song and uh, you know DJ really? had a full song and Richard got a full
1: song in the set list. I didn't hate that at all. I enjoyed Bumble and Tommy's song. Motivation well, I
2: mean, is. I don't know. Was a great just, song. I, look back, I look back at it and it's just like, you know, we had these awesome, this awesome set list, but then you really look at it, you're like, there's a lot of solos in this set list. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's too many for my liking, I think. Like, come on, man, I want some more. Let's replace these with some uh, GNR songs because you had to count in the, what was it, uh, the covers in the set yeah. list, too, you know? So you're getting like, Half the set list is guitar solos and covers, and then you get the other half is going to be original GNR songs, you know? So I say drop
1: the fucking covers, man.
0: Yeah, fuck the covers. Too many.
1: Like if they never released another new song, they've got a body of work that lends itself to an entire, you can get a three, you can get a four hour concert out of Guns N' Roses without any fucking covers. I mean, their body of work as it is now could be toured just fine. But come on, now you both know you kind of shit a little bit when when uh, you was watching G and on and fucking throw to Slither and then Axel come out. When you look, you see right through. Come on, you know, you know, you 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 know that made that was that that made you feel happy a little bit.
0: It was nice. But-
2: I never got to see them perform that one. Really? Yeah, I think they did it. Wait, uh, they brought that to the into the set list at the end of seventeen or something. The last time was seventeen, wasn't it?
0: It was twenty eighteen, I think they started. Doing no, that. it was twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, the
2: last time I saw them was in Nashville, was seventeen. So uh, they didn't have. Uh, they weren't doing that song at the time. Now it was on like the master list that they've had. You know where they they rehearsed it or whatnot. But yeah. Dude,
1: uh, you know, uh, now this is a song I wish they'd bring back.
2: I know, dude. This is like this is one of my favorite appetite songs, honestly.
1: It really it, is. But, it's yeah, fun it's, to sing. How can you how can you hate and think about you?
2: Hey, so you know when I first got this show here, uh, you know, I just shared this show with uh, two people. Uh one of those was uh Mr. Paul Tobias. I sent him the show show 'cause he, huh? he wanted to he wanted a copy of it. He had he never had a copy of it.
1: Really? So I sent
2: it to him. I sent and then I, I sent it to Brain.
1: Oh, that's cool. Did they thank you or did they run till yeah. Fernando?
2: Oh, no, I'm, they seem pretty grateful. Brain sent me a bunch of uh stuff signed.
1: Oh nice. Nice.
2: Yeah, I man, I've got it in my box set. It's just I took out all the the uh took out all the other junk Bullshit. Put all my yeah, I put all my Chinese democracy or my cool like special memorabilia stuff in there.
1: That was my intention of buying that. I was waiting until I saw just the box on eBay because I was going to put like you know I keep mine in this big chest over here like a treasure chest. I thought that would be a much more appropriate. Yeah, man. Place. Fellas, you guys talk amongst yourselves and enjoy the show. Dustin's got to take a whiz.
0: <laughs> well, you do
3: that, sir.
2: Yeah, man. This uh, like when was the first time you seen them?
0: the show?
2: No, 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 The first time you seen guns in general. Like, was the first time you seen them?
0: Two thousand and six. Yeah, around the end of 'oh six. Yeah, they did a little Canadian loop
3: awesome, man!
2: I didn't get to see Fink. That's that's what I hate him, man. Fink's one of my favorite guitar players with the band.
0: Yeah, I never got to see Bucket, but at least I got Robin Fink, so I'm always grateful for that. You yeah, know, it was, it was still a good lineup. The 06 lineup was still great.
2: Oh yeah, dude, solid. Very solid lineup. You know, it's like, like you look at this lineup right here, man. And during that time with the Village tracks. You know, the band was mm-hmm. so busy during this time, man. I mean,
0: yeah, like, this was, this was, they were on fire at this point. Like, they just come with big comeback shows like this and everything. It tells them one was a little iffy, whatever, but they're slowly, it looks like they're slowly going somewhere in 02. Like, the album could have been out probably by the end of that year, or like sometime in 03 even.
2: What was it Rough Nights One? Dude, that could have been the album right there.
0: Yeah, that's a perfect ten tracks, that's it. And then you know, two or three, that's another album right there.
2: Yeah, I the material is there, but don't know what Yeah, there's just a
0: lot of a lot of bullshit within internally, other external factors too. It's just a lot of a lot this of shit like, that went in. That's a whole that's a whole nother like podcast episode, you know, the history of this album.
2: All wasted tears right here. All of this is wasted. <laughs>
0: I yeah, have
1: returned. I I've returned with an empty bladder and a fresh glass of whiskey and Coke. <laughs> if there was ever a time to get drunk, it's New Year. Everybody listening is hungover by now.
0: Oh, yeah. You can hear, um, pointing out here, the, the Pitman sense in the background during this one. You're fucking like, add like has so much, like, uh, like layers, I adds to the song. I like, love this shit. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, you definitely heard Pitman in this one, man.
1: I always like Pitman. I'm a little glad I met him before I executed my plan because I thought it was Rick fucking with me <laughs> for the longest time. And so, <laughs> me talking to Pittman a lot was me building up to a big, a big finale like I was talking to him like I was buying that this is Chris Pittman hook, line, and sinker and I was getting ready I didn't know what I was going to do but I was getting ready to do something fucking freaky because it has to be fucking weird and freaky if it's going to freak freak Rick out because like it's really hard to do that And (laughs) and so I was building up to something and then when we met him at that after party and he knew who I was and he referenced uh, the conversation that we were having on uh, <laughs> Messenger. And then I was like, oh, my fucking God, it really is him. I thought it was Rick fucking with me for the longest time. <laughs> like how I used to get texts all the time from those dudes from Lizard Lick Telling. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Ricky? Was
2: it? I mean, I think the other guy's name was no. There was a guy's name was Bobby on there.
1: Oh, Bobby, Bobby, there it is.
2: Wait, have you ever <laughs> seen that show, Lizard Lake Towing?
1: Never
0: heard of this stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't missing nothing, man. It's the most redneck shit. We there there was a reality show about this tow truck company called Lizard Lake Towing, and uh we thought oh, we God, thought he sounds fucked up. We were watching. It's the hickiest shit you ever seen. So we thought that it was uh, bullshit. So we get on uh, their website. You remember the day we called them and we talked to the wife on the show. Yeah. We, we get on their website and uh, we—I say we call. I called because Rick wasn't going to do it. He talked me into it, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I called them. And uh, what's your name, Amy? the wife yeah. she yeah. answered the phone and we were like oh fuck sorry wrong number remember the time we called yeah. Phil Margera yeah he talked to us for a minute. he was nice he talked to us for a minute yeah we caught a lot of weird people man yeah <laughs> Rick had somehow gotten a hold of Phil Margera's phone number, and uh, we called him, and uh, Rick told him Bam gave it to us. Oh, hey guys. Okay. How you doing? Well, Rick has prank called. Nah, I shouldn't tell, that. Well, I'm going to tell it anyway. Uh Weird Al. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's yeah. That one got recorded, too.
1: <laughs> it's out there. Rick Dunsford prank calling Weird Al Yankovic. You have to get about it, though, eh? Whoever's got that recording doesn't know who Rick Dunsford is. <laughs> May not even realize it's Weird Al Yankovic.
5: I don't know, my it- favorite...
2: My favorite prank phone call, though, has to be—it has to be the Tom Zutec call, man.
3: Oh my god!
1: He was so nice to me, though. I can't like you hear, you know, like I used to shit talk Tom on here all the time, and then like Rick gave me his number. Have I told this story on here?
0: I think we have. have
1: to, or have I just told it to you?
0: Maybe I was gonna say say it again for those who. For our new listings. okay
1: so i called i called tom trying to get him on this show as a guest because we'd been shit talking him pretty heavy up to that point and so i was like fuck let him come on and defend himself I, i'll take you know what i mean like I, if he's got something you know to retort and say to me i'll take it on the chin for the sake f- for the sake of having him on the damn show and made a good show even if he pones me and makes me look like a total bitch, it makes great radio. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I mean, so oh, here comes my least favorite GNR song. Uh, I too. So I called. Uh, so I called Tom, and as soon as he because an- again, this was me kind of thinking this is Rick fucking with me. So, uh, but when he answered the phone, I could tell by his voice that that was Tom Zutai. Like I was floored for a second, like, and and then I had to get back into profession, mode, and uh, so I say, uh, he's like, "Hello," and I'm like, "Hi, is this Tom?" And He goes, "Yes, it say is. hello." Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Is this Tom?" And he goes, "Yes, it is." And I said, "Tom Zutat? He goes, "Yep, that's me." <laughs> and when he said that and I could hear his voice I was like fuck like I had to take a second like there I missed a beat in the conversation where I was like oh, fuck it really is him so then I and then like like after that beat I was like oh hey my name is Dustin Burcham and I'm uh hosting a podcast called Guns and Radio and I was wondering if you would be interested and uh he declined being on the show and then he talked to me for about 15 minutes. But you can ask me, he's like, you can ask me anything you want. And then after that, I'm not going to talk about what we talked about on the air. Just because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was just, he was being nice. Like he could have said, hey, fuck you kid and hung up. And that would have, you know what I mean? And that'd have been the end of it. But no, he actually took time out of his day to have a conversation with me. Just bullshitting about rock and roll and shit.
2: Well, you know, Tom, uh, I've spoken to him quite a few times, man, and he has some fascinating stories, man. Fascinating stories. I mean, just like jaw-dropping stories, especially in regards Mm -hmm. to this era of the band, you know? So,
1: you remember when you found him? Do you remember when you were going to go see him? And, oh, I can't tell that story. Okay. Never mind.
2: Well, I'll we'll have to I'll save this one for another day.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'll, all I'm going to say is Rick says to me, you want to go? <laughs> and I have <laughs> never been more tempted. This motherfucker can get me to take off work quicker than anybody. Remember when you got me to take off work to to go see Monday Night Raw? <laughs> and, and 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 i said i can't I can't make it man i got I gotta work, I can't take off work and then he sent me a picture of Chris Jericho at the airport, and Chris Jericho wasn't in w w e at the time, and he sent me a picture of Chris Jericho at the Memphis airport, and I went, All right, fuck, hang on, let me go <laughs> So I I pulled some strings and got out of work to go see Monday Night Raw, and that was the night Chris Jericho come back and he didn't say anything. He had that flashy sparkly jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> and then after yeah. Monday Night Raw, we recorded the uh, the Dark Match, which was Michael Cole versus Jerry the King Lawler, and so the tape is of me uh is somewhere out there on YouTube. What happened after Monday Night Raw on this day? When Michael Cole fought Jerry Lawler with a big ass hole in the ring because Kane came out of the ring and pulled Zack Ryder through the hole, and then Michael, <laughs> and then the 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 main event after Raw went off the air was Michael Cole versus Jerry the King Lawler with a big ass hole in the ring, and so you see it, you hear me and Rick doing commentary, and Rick goes, Dustin, how come? Because we just went to WrestleMania that year. Too and uh, Rick goes, Dustin, how come is it every time we go to a WWE show we end up having to watch these two jackets?
2: (laughs) You know, we have to like we have to watch them two fight every time we go see a WWE show, and I I got tired (laughs) of it, man. Like,
1: such a stupid feud.
2: I love this right here, man.
0: Ah, so we show the Mine Ninety Nine
2: live. Yes, so much better. Yeah, I think Ninety Nine was what we got new. That was
3: amazing. Is that did that ever leak?
2: But uh, the Big Daddy version.
3: Yeah, it's out I there. Think. Yeah.
2: Well, but not not like the not an entire track new, but it's just the ending, like this part of the song right here.
1: Now those appetite uh recordings, did they ever I don't think they ever leaked, did they? The only uh,
0: one we got was like the instrumental of them doing Welcome to the Jungle. That was from uh, the storage thing, yeah.
2: But there's a but lot they don't of have this, any. So, well there's a It's probably there, but
0: who the fuck I don't know. Who would want that?
2: There's hundreds of more discs that exist that have you know that could be buried in. I mean, there's a lot more CDs yeah. than what than what was in that locker.
1: I would I would like to have it just because I think it would be cool to find a way to mix Axel vocals, even if you took them from a live session or something, into it, and then have Appetite for Destruction, but with this version of the band. I think that would be a cool record to have.
3: Yeah, well, Axel said it was uh, recorded. Let's see what he says.
2: Because it is
4: 2001
1: now. Not anymore, Axel.
0: Yeah, motherfucker, (laughs) seven one, get woke, bitch. Read a fucking book. (laughs) Actually, in 2021, we say read a fucking tweet
2: (laughs) oh wow that's true
1: okay here comes my second least favorite part of the show we don't don't
2: have beta on stage translating this whole thing for us that's
0: true no interpreter saga
1: I need an interpreter
0: if you see someone throwing something beat the fuck out of them (laughs)
1: Give me that shirt. Dustin Bones needs an interpreter. Give me an interpreter.
0: I was gonna say we're twenty. We're at the My twenty anniversary of National coke. Two in a few weeks.
1: Hey Caputo, when I say yeah. something, you speak in gibberish, okay? All right. My whiskey and coke right, is half empty.
3: It's here, it's
1: here. I'm gonna need a bartender. <laughs> to come top me off
0: Bendeo So
1: that I can get drunk enough to actually finish this podcast.
0: Boto, moto, Comprendo capisce
3: <laughs> Wow that was pretty
2: good, though. Uh, I I, re- I really felt Rio in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got the uh, Rio one vibes going on.
0: Yeah. Yes, <laughs> even had the uh, the asshole Axle vibe down to a T at that show, which is like crazy because I literally saw on the forums someone's like this like 2001 2002 is such a weird fucking thing, for because here it's like. He's chill, he's having fun whatever. Then like at Rio, he's like a fucking asshole kicking dudes out for the or a slasher. And then like the joint shows, it's like whatever. And he kind of gets sort of an asshole in o- O2. And it's just very on and off up until I guess till like he reunites with Slash and them.
1: I mean, there's got to be because he was nice to us. There's got to be something more to the story. Oh, but don't man, get me wrong. Yeah. Asshole Axel is how I take Axel. <laughs> that's my, yeah, that's, my, not
2: that's my favorite version of Axel, you know, like I prefer the I prefer the asshole than uh than what we have now. He's too happy now, I guess.
0: <laughs> there is a good story from this show, actually. I was reading like doing research again on this. Um Brain's drum tech, I guess at the time, whatever. Like he he was also Dave Grohl's drum tech. As well. So, like, he told the story of like he was working the show, whatever. And apparently, like, there's they're doing a new song for the first time live at the show. And the, there's like a so I don't know how the teleprompters work there. Like, I guess like there's some laptop connected to it. It goes through that way or something. So, literally, this laptop for one of the teleprompters just like like didn't work at all, just like crapped out. And then, like, Axel just like walked back there during one of the solos, grabbed the laptop, fucking smashed it, walked back out, performed like nothing happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow! Yeah, I just don't understand why he needs a teleprompter. I mean, goddamn, dude, you've been singing these songs for what thirty years now.
0: Well, this is How for do... a new song though, so I don't know.
1: Okay, now that I could understand.
0: Hold on. Yeah.
2: Was that the uh... Was that the joint shows, or was it this show?
0: I think it was this one, host of Blues. He mentioned, from what I read online.
2: I know he had some, telepromp- Didn't he have some teleprompter issues during uh, Oh My God, and then uh, he got he stormed off stage briefly or something happened with Oh My God on one of the joint shows. Yeah, that was ever- the
0: first joint show that I believe they were recording or something. Or Oh, they recorded both of them, I think. They're out there.
2: So I'd be happy with an audio recording of that one.
0: If they would do yeah, like nothing. Kiss,
1: remember when Kiss released Kissology? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, if they would do that with GNR, if they would just do, like, one show from each era and put it together, if they would do one show from, like, every five years of the existence of the band, they would make so much goddamn money.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. But they're stupid. So.
1: Like that box set? I would pay that kind of money for that DVD collection.
2: Hmm. I felt that the box set should have had some DVDs in
1: it
3: and
1: the only thing out of, the, the only thing out of the box set that I wanted was the rings and that was because I was still kind of in the wrestling business at the time and I thought it would be cool to wear them all on one hand and then hit people with them
0: <laughs> fucking brain steaming a banana <laughs>
1: Here's Paul Tobias again.
2: Uh, Mr. Sanders, Mario Lopez.
1: <laughs> Paul Tobias looks like <laughs> Dana Carvey. <laughs> Have you noticed
3: that?
1: <laughs> Look at little baby Tommy there. He's so young.
3: He was very young. Holy shit.
1: It's a Hall of Famer
3: right there. They are gonna do
1: that fucking Portuguese song? Uh, no. They gonna cut gonna it go. out.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I could do it without that song too.
0: <laughs> um, Hang on. While we're at it, well yeah. Uh, well we got some time right now. Uh why don't we uh Rick, why don't you guys explain to the whole story of uh how this came about? Just like, show and everything.
3: Oh, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, before we uh, fuck up, forget
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, get that. it out of the way now.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it started with, uh, uh, well, every from the first time I went to CGNR, I've always talked to different fans in the crowd, you know, and the one thing I always talked about was the House of Blues show. And, uh, you know, but somehow or another, uh, I, I got contacted, and a guy sent me a clip of it and I uh, seen that it was real ended up uh paying two grand for it then it, well, it was actually a little over two grand and then once i got that well i didn't get that one yet i ended up getting a bunch of remix tracks unreleased you know chinese democracy demos uh to hold me over and then finally you know it was a lot of drama in this uh once you get past the, the drama part you know i finally got the I got the file, and uh, then same thing with everything I get end up leaking. So, uh, <laughs> sure that but no, but this, uh, but no, getting this show though was a uh, was crazy for me though because the way that it was obtained was uh, apparently through some company in Japan, and uh, this was a uh, one of the promotional copies or. That uh, was supposed to be destroyed uh, once the plug was pulled on this project, and somehow it survived. And uh, it was a, it was stolen from a company in Japan, and then, uh, yeah, that's how that's how we got it, man. Damn,
3: that's so weird. From,
0: Thank you, Japan.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, it makes sense too because when you see the when you see that uh you know a screen at the beginning, yeah. And a yeah, and, the, and the DVD appeared. A DVD NBA just appeared on, on some like a uh, Japanese website back in uh, 2000-
1: 2001. Mm-hmm. Man, that's insane. What, uh, oh, what did was, Mrs. Yeah. Dumsford have to say about?
2: <laughs> uh, well, with the uh, with the whole thing with uh the House of Blues, man, it was. Uh, you know it that was a headache in itself just because of the people you know you had to deal with and then but I don't know man it, was, it ended up working out pretty cool because uh, to me this has been the holy grail everything GNR it was the oh, solution. Right?
0: definitely definitely and, one of them
2: it was a hell of a fun and this is to me this is the holy grail but well until we figured out there was a until we figured out the, the locker existed you know no, yeah. and, it, and then mm-hmm. I was like okay well uh, the house to lose is cool but now this is I don't know man it's some pretty good stuff in here <laughs> no, just think if of that lose... locker
1: thing had never happened we would assume that all of that got destroyed in those fires
2: yep yeah. that is true well that. Well, thank, uh, thank goodness for Tom Zutat man
0: <laughs> thank goodness thank Tom you Zuta Japan don't pay bills. and thank you Tom Zutat <laughs>
2: Yeah, and if you need a car, I would advise to go see him.
1: I would buy a car from him, just so I could say I bought a car from Tom Tide.
0: Yeah, he bought a car from the guy who founded this fucking band. <laughs> Animos- a lot a
1: of bands. I'd buy a car from him just for the fucking... Uh, but, but selling me that car is going to be an all-day event.
5: Like, <laughs> like
1: you're going to have to whine and dine me. You're going to have to take me to Denny's. <laughs> and... You're gonna to have to give me at least three hours of Denny's time.
0: I was thinking, oh, we're just trading to show them. Like, I'll buy the car, but I want some like demos <laughs> if he's got anything. Yeah,
2: no, yeah, we're gonna to have to check out the sound system first. <laughs> uh, so that it works uh, very good.
0: Yeah, you yeah, got, you got
5: some G&R on your top.
1: What have you said? You got... No, but I got some Motley Crue. They so take a it to show. I don't want
0: that. Hard pass. <laughs> Fucking hey, shit! You're
1: missing here. Let me tell you oh, something. God. Don't give me shit talking, Martin Crew, goddammit. it, Crew is the greatest band in the history of and out. And I'll
2: tell you something else he'll probably try to shove down your throat. Would probably be uh some Tesla. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of Tesla in his locker, man. A lot of Tesla. Because the guy who got the locker, man, he kept trying to Sell me tesla CDs, and uh tracks. I'm like, man, I don't want that crap.
0: Well, just tesla <laughs> CDs, what you get it for five bucks at a fucking flea market?
1: Yeah, man. But man, I wouldn't buy like... the release shit. Why would I buy the unreleased shit?
0: <laughs> yeah, what do you want? Like a demo of modern day cowboy?
1: <laughs> you can give me a Prince demo that hadn't been released yet. Now, now we'll talk.
0: Yeah, give me the the black album from Prince, and then we're talking because that shit's rare.
2: Oh, man, I wish Tom would have stayed with the band like a uh, a year longer, man. Just, you know, another year or two y- longer here so we could have had some more of these uh, some 2002 recordings, 2003. And I think that's where it got really interesting. I bet you that time it got real
1: interesting. Look, the way management is now, I wish you come the fuck back. Oh, my God, dude.
0: We thankfully got soundboards from a few of those O2 shows, so that's always good.
2: I know, man. I was. I went back and listened to those that too long ago.
5: When I go check the
2: quality of those, uh, every time I go to check the quality out of uh, of an older, uh, like a 2002 show, I always start off with a "Think About You." Yeah, huh. you know, that's the song I go to, man. Every time for mm-hmm. like a
1: 2002. Dude, "Think About You" is just. I wish they'd bring that back.
2: I know they were planning on bringing, on, uh, you know, bringing a pretty tie up pretty tied up back when they were going to do a hard school. Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know. What like do stuff. you think? Okay, like let's say you're a generic, you're a, you're, you know what I mean? Like you're a casual GNR fan. You don't know nothing about the Storage War Leagues. You don't know none of that shit. You're just going to see GNR because you like Sweet Child of Mine in Paradise City,
0: which let's yeah, be honest is like the, the best.
1: Is the vast majority of people that are there in the crowd now? You get halfway through the set list and they and they break out hard school, them motherfuckers ain't appreciating what they're hearing. You see what I'm
0: saying. If they like it, I think they would. But you're not knowing the whole history behind it. But like, if you just do five minutes of fucking research into it, then I think you definitely would. Even less than five minutes it takes you. Two okay. Nobody. This, Hard School.
1: Nobody in this day and age is going to do five minutes of research on anything. You're talking just do about like one
0: Google search.
1: <laughs> you're talking like, about a society of people that read the headline and think they have the whole news story.
0: Oh Those yeah. Are retards. <laughs>
1: Everybody needs somebody. You remember in uh, Vegas when the piano would float around? Oh, that was a yeah, cool dude. Visual. Didn't you get to ride the piano at one point? Yeah, dude. That's
2: uh, well, yeah. Whenever uh, I was in it with Ron, uh, he uh, I got to sit on the piano, and I just lifted it just a little bit because it's for safety reasons. They
1: they wouldn't go all the way
2: up there with it.
1: no. Uh-huh. But. Uh,
2: and also, just for a note here, you know, if you're ever going to get on Slash's side for a for a Guns N' Roses show, I just want to warn you ahead of time, you're going to have kind of a crappy spot near in November rain. Because are you going to see his axles crash the whole time? <laughs> so, fair warning. <laughs> is, uh, if you so, stay on that dust side. Yeah, go to the yeah. dust side, you know.
0: You're gonna At least see, you can see his quote, back unquote, but... quote <laughs> unquote. Axel's piano. <laughs> this is like his called for his crotch. <laughs> you, get,
2: you get a direct crotch shot, man. Like, have you had a slingshot? he's like, packing like, heat. Well, uh, you, get, you have a slingshot,
1: just shoot something, man. You'll ruin his day. <laughs> nah, that's when we get one of those riot shows right there. <sighs> You remember when me and you used to go and kind of hope a riot would happen? Oh, man. Yeah, dude.
2: Like, I mean, I remember going, you know, like, be like nine o'clock. You're like, okay, they're going to come on anytime now. Ten o'clock. Any minute now. It's 11. now are they going on? What's going on?
1: <laughs> remember that time we were talking and uh, we were talking about what if Axel gets pissed off and then and – then, Like in my head, I was thinking, yeah, that would be cool. And then Rick looks at me with this, like, look in his eye. And then, dude, can you imagine if we got one of those kind of (laughs) shows? I would love it, man. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I got to step out again. I'll be right back.
2: (laughs) Dude, like, what's funny, man, is some of these spots. you know, I can put them to the pictures that we had for so long. You know, you only had pictures from the show.
0: Yeah, and like those two pictures of some dude who had it on DVD.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love Robin Pink's outfit, the the space outfit.
0: Bro, it's just like even in the, when you see look at this and like Rock and Roll, you just look like this like a band of like it's a bunch of like misfits, whatever. But like they all come together and like put on a fucking great show.
2: I know man, that's uh, man, I wish we could have kept bucket longer.
0: <laughs> yeah, if only man. If do I tell you, if this album came out like before 2004, we would he would have probably been there for at least the next album, I'd say. Yeah, they would have the Yeah.
3: I don't know.
2: I mean, imagine if they just release like silkworms and "Eye on You" <laughs> singles during this time.
0: Something. I, I would not even be like, <laughs> yeah, just I'd like, if, yeah. If it's taking too long to release shit, just release like a few songs at a time. Just do an EP, whatever, to build hype, whatever. Even just do that.
1: I'd be happy with a single.
0: Something. Even though, yeah, like a three-four song EP just to keep people tied over. Whatever. Maybe those but... tracks end up on the final album, but you know. <laughs>
1: I'd be happy with just releasing Hard School as a single. Oh, yeah, i take that. Sorry, I got oh. that old man bladder now. I have to go pee.
0: Once you break the it. seal, it's game over, man.
1: I know, man. No <laughs> more whiskey for me on, what are we, recording this on a what, Tuesday? Yeah. And we're at the halfway point. Like, we're right at the halfway point. So, of the show?
0: Yeah. Just, yeah. Just about. I think, yeah. Cause we only have one, two, three, maybe like less than 10 songs left.
1: Now, think about that. We've been watching a concert for an hour and we still have 10 songs left. How many other bands do you get that from?
0: Yeah. Cause most of them just do what 90 minutes. That's the minimum.
1: Hey, look, at yeah. this, dude.
2: Hey, look at this! Look at this setup on the stage behind Robin. You see those TVs? i love those, this setup. Yeah, you know, are those actual like tube TVs?
1: Oh, like, I don't know. I think so,
0: because they had something similar like that at Rio too.
1: Didn't somebody uh, go in and edit this and make it HD?
0: I don't know. uh, Unless you have the source file, it's hard to do it.
1: One of our buddies knows how to do it.
3: So you can find way.
0: Yeah, this version here, like someone sent to me, it was like he optimized and whatever, downscaled it, but it still looks a bit better, but it's still, I don't know. The second time...
1: The second time me and Rick went and saw Guns N' Roses was in camp, together was Kansas City, two thousand and eleven, and I think that's the only time I ever heard them play out to get me alive. Yeah.
0: So they brought oh to get me back, I think in like twenty sixteen. A little bit of twenty seventeen
1: too. Oh what was it?
0: Out to, to get me.
1: Oh yeah. Remember yeah, when we, we finally got Dead Flowers, and that was I was excited about that.
2: Oh man, Vegas. That
1: I don't think good. Rick gave. I don't think Rick gave a shit. But when they finally played Dead Flowers, I was. Nah, dude, I was just,
2: excited about. Man, I, was, uh, I love Dead Flowers, man. I was happy to play playing that. Uh, cause, uh, maybe
1: it was somebody else I was thinking of. Because uh, yeah, I was, was
2: there, and I was hoping that we would get Dead Flowers. Because he uh, played it before, I believe, at, uh, O2 London.
1: Yeah. Remember when they did, when we finally got there was a time. Cause like they would play at every show around the shows we would go see. Like we would go see a show and then they'd play. There was a time at the show after it or the show before it, but never at the one that we were at. And yeah, then but- finally, uh, when we went to vegas and 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 i think it may have even been the last time uh we got to see the band i don't remember. no 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 it was the 2012 uh they finally did there was a time and uh all i heard of there was a time was the the angel voice at the beginning and the drums, and then when the song started, like all you could hear, like I didn't hear Axel one time. All you could hear was the people around you go,
3: broken glass and cigarette.
1: Like,
0: dude, I know.
2: Like, uh, the first time I saw Guns, well, it's the second time I saw them in Canada. They played. There was a time, and an asshole song.
1: Oh, <laughs> the asshole song. Yeah, we covered that in our last.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's cool, you know. Like, But it's just if you catch them on the right night, man, well, during that time, you just catch them on the right night, man. They'll play something cool.
1: Catch it's them on the wrong road.
0: night. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get much of a show after that.
1: <laughs> You'll get four songs and a riot. We need a
2: Paul Tobias appreciation show, man. I'd be down for that.
1: Let's see if we can get Paul Tobias <laughs> yeah.
0: on. I'd love to.
1: Wait,
0: what's he saying? Yeah, did they actually throw sex sounds on this version? They actually did this live? Holy fuck. (laughs) That's, yeah, because you never really hear it. Nowadays, you don't. I don't know if they did this before or one.
1: Rick, Caputo and nobody listening is going to know who I'm talking about. But you remember when you and I used to work together and there was the African-American lady that was our boss that used to sexually harass me all the time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what that made me think of. One day yeah, one day she comes
3: over. No, now boy. this
1: is my boss. Keep in mind this is my boss at work. She comes over to me and she starts like rubbing on my neck. And she goes, Hey baby, you haven't been with a black woman before? What the fuck? <laughs> and uh I look up at her and I go, No ma'am, but there's a first time for everything. <laughs> And then, right then, we worked in a call center. Right then, I got a fucking call. And you see me go, God damn it. Thank you for calling. I <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, see True. If you need a shoulder.
0: Some 20, 20 bucks says, like those, like sex noises were like done by pinning on the keyboard. You have like the soundboard up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. No. It's Chris gay. I'm just going to say
0: it. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't curious, care.
1: I don't actually. give. Look, I don't give one solid fuck if he is. Uh, if, if Chris is gay, next time I see him, I'm going to hug him just as hard as I would otherwise. I'm just curious. What? what? Are
0: you buy bi- curious, Dustin?
1: No, <laughs> no. I just there's just something about him that I, th- I think that's the piece. I think that's the piece of the puzzle I'm missing right there. Because I think I think there's a piece of of the Chris Pittman puzzle that's just that that, that I feel like I'm missing here. And I feel like—is it like because of—is it, it the cop
2: outfit he's got going on, the like the stripper cop look he's got going on?
1: You know, I didn't think of that. But all of that, all that does is go to further my my theory here
2: he looks like he's
1: he's like what the village people <laughs> oh, like man. I said if he is I don't give a shit like if he is power to him uh I, I would just like to know for the sake uh, of curiosity
3: I'm not really sure
2: honestly uh
1: and no, if it was if I was going to be bi curious, it would be with John Stamos. Yeah. We've, we've established that. We've established that on the show already. Uh, like Uncle
2: Jesse.
1: Yeah, when it comes to sexy dudes, that's the standard that you got to have. That's like my standard is John Stamos. Yeah. Like if you're not John Stamos, it's not happening with me, buddy. <laughs> Oh What's man, the very, I love this. the really, wins. I well, nothing, but I don't give a fuck about them because I am crazy.
0: Love this shit. It's funny how this was like played heavily, like in o one, o two, and then like it never got played after that. Yeah, it That's got played on it's,
2: it good, so. a few times, in, like 02, but I think like in the U.S. tour wasn't. It? I think it was just played in uh. Detroit. Uh, that's the only time it was played in uh in the in the U.S. in O two.
3: Yeah, I, like I believe it was played at
2: the uh, yeah. I believe There's... it was played at August uh, the the twenty fourth in O two. I think it was played then. Not one hundred percent, but I dude, I think it was.
1: Now stick was with me a on couple this. times. Stick with me on this. I was. It, it, it's funny this comes up because I was just thinking about this song this morning. I would love to hear if nothing else. If nothing ever else happens with something, never play it live again. I would love to hear Avenged Sevenfold cover this. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Where on at? Because it's got those Zachy V guitars anyway. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying.
0: Like that covering GNR in general would be awesome,
1: but if they were gonna do it, I would love for them to do Rhea in the battle ones. I know it's never gonna happen, but like I can hear like A seven X like killing this.
3: J-j-j-j-j-j-j-j-j-j-
1: you know, it's really good to hear this in decent quality because I had this bootleg for so long on my iPod of that shitty uh recording.
0: Yeah, audience recording, yeah. Now uh say I got like this uh Pro Shop audio now on my phone, like split up and everything.
1: When I was in college, one of the things I tried to do uh Rick remembers this. I was hanging out with Rick at the time was take that shitty recording of Ria and the Bedouins and try to make it sound better. I was trying to make yeah. it sound like a studio track. I like your new setup, man. I gotta say, I see your bedroom in the background and it looks nice. I like how your bed <laughs> goes into that uh, that crevice there that's been built for it. I think that looks neat. That's a very nice place you guys have. Yeah, like
2: my, uh, my thing started to buffer in here, so I had, I think I got like a, a minute ahead of you guys. So I had to pause mine for a second.
1: I'm at 113.32.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I think this is where he talks about uh, Chinese democracy and everything about it. So let's track this.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, let's listen to that. I want to hear this. Something new. Well, say something, dude.
4: You know, right before I came here, you know, from my, when I left L.A., you know, the movie Koon Doon was on about the Dalai Lama. I kind of like the idea that we're playing the House of Blues because it's kind of associated with that. Cheap up. That came about, I was at the House of Blues in Chicago when Vegas called Do you, you want to... Do a warm-up gig for Rio at the House of Blues? And, sure. So, you know, I was, I was getting ready to, to leave, and, you know, the TV was on, and it was the end of the, the movie, and the Dalai Lama is about to cross over the border, you know, to be in exile for the rest of his life from his own country. And he looks back at, uh, at the men who helped him, you know, escape the Chinese government. And, and he looks back at them and he waves and they wave at him. And then they show a scene where he looks back at them again and he sees every one of them dead because he knew that they would be killed. They knew that in helping him, they would be killed. Don't kill us! <laughs> and, uh, you know, the emotion... <laughs> In this next song, it's... I
1: love how everybody laughs out. at the most emotional it's part of the story. doesn't really answer to anything. <laughs> Don't but kill us, Axel. The record. <laughs> which,
4: God willing, we will finish.
0: We will finish, but in eight, seven years' time.
4: And it's not necessarily pro or con about China. It's just that right now, China symbolizes... One of the strongest yet most oppressive countries and governments in the world. And we are fortunate to live in a free country. And so, in thinking about that, it just kind of upset me. And so, we wrote this little song called Chinese Democracy.
0: Yeah, this is the uh, original version. World premiere.
1: Yeah, this is the first time the whole world's hearing it, right?
0: Or at least these people in Vegas were hearing. And <laughs> like, Rick heard it. These 200 people in Vegas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Such a weird wow, place. I wish that, that little
0: synth be. part was there.
1: Don't really matter. Such a I weird love that place, episode. like. like and, yeah. and you know what, now that it's like the fourth song or whatever it is, it feels weird for it to be there. To me, like, this should be the opening of a GNR show.
0: I mean, during the whole post-album era, def it definitely was. I mean, it was a kick-ass intro.
1: I'm, I yeah, guess I'm just used it. to it. It, it. It's a perfect kickoff song.
0: Oh, God. Look it's a
1: Imagine if it wasn't covered.
3: Thing, thing, all you. you
1: in the fascination. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> stormtrooper man, that's all I see now. I see a stormtrooper
0: in drag. Storm, that's I... Stormtrooper Fink. <laughs> it's like Marilyn Manson wearing stormtrooper uh, cosplay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> What's your favorite Nine Inch Nails song?
0: Closer? That's the only one I can think of right now.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, oh, nice. I don't know it.
5: Oh, uh, sorry, The
0: Hand That Feeds. That's a another good one.
1: Alright, you know too. There's more than I do. What's your favorite replacement song? Oh, that's oh, a one. I don't know one. any of those. <laughs> how about you rick what's your favorite replacement song I oh, mean, you got me on that one
0: <laughs> i can tell you my favorite tommy stinson song
1: oh, i can do that what's your favorite
0: going down
1: uh <laughs> technically that's a guns and roses song but then i,
2: then I guess it'd be the only tommy stinson song i know Motivation.
0: Yeah. Motivation. I was going to say that's my backup. <laughs> I
1: love that song, though. It's such a fun song. Ain't the lies, ain't the freaks, ain't your mama. You remember when we first started going to see him, though? Uh, Tommy covered uh, The Who. He played uh, Talking About Sonic My Generation.
0: On My Generation. It was both of those, yeah. Yeah, he did. I did a and,
1: a and then when "Going Down" leaked, and uh, we were at that last show, uh, before that GNR, that we knew it played before the big reunion. Uh, going <laughs> down, going down had leaked, and and uh, everybody starts yelling, "Going down, going down!" When it was Tommy. And he starts playing, you can't always get what you want. While he's looking, he's looking right at us, too. While we're screaming, going down. You remember that, Rick? Yeah, I remember that one.
0: It's funny because I'm laughing oh, both at that story. And that Buckhead's fucking nunchuck
2: moves here. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I'm like, just Oh, my God, guys.
0: Look how he look at these fucking nunchucks. Oh, my God. Doing like the <laughs> robot where he's just like, Yeah man, do your shit. I'm just gonna put a fucking beat here.
1: I think he's challenging you to a dance off, Caputo.
0: I think he's hey. challenging Axel to a dance off.
1: <laughs> oh good luck with that. I guess Buckethead wins by default. Let's
0: go see. Axel just does a fucking serpentine for like forty-five minutes.
1: I said I get my I've said before, I get my dance moves from Axel Rose and that one paraplegic guy I know. <laughs>
3: All right, that's the end of the show. Good night, folks. Oh, yeah, this it is it actually plays guitar. What if he does big sermon on this? What's your favorite Buckethead song? Big sermon. Oh,
5: you
1: actually know those because I don't. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, Just
5: man, like this Jordan, time. man.
2: I guess so. I was like fascinated with Buckethead during his time with Guns N' Roses. though I just really started digging into his catalog, man.
1: Yeah, Actually, you know, like my 10, favorite Buckethead song songs. is uh, "Go Go Power Rangers." Nineteen ninety, what three?
2: Yeah, dude, that was awesome.
1: I like Shackler though, just because if you take Buckethead Shackler. And you put it at the beginning. Like, if you take, like, you got an iPod, and it does that seamless play, you know what I mean? That setting at iPod used to have, where it would fade tracks in. If you take uh, Buckethead Shackler and you fade it into Shackler's Revenge, it makes a kick-ass extended intro to that song. I've
3: never tried that.
1: I recommend doing that. It's a good cheat code. And it also features Bootsy Collins, who's another one of my favorite guitars.
2: What is he giving away here?
0: Oh, chocolate roses of a KFC bucket.
1: Uh, chicken. <laughs> it's chicken. I'm going to tell myself, I don't care what it is. I'm going to tell myself he's throwing literal chicken legs into the bag.
3: It's, <laughs> it's so much hilarious. funnier. Than... That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> you are just I killing mean, time. Uh,
1: I love Buckethead's influence, but I don't know. I don't know about him and GNR. I'll take him I think back. it
2: worked. I'll take him back right now, man.
5: Hell right. yeah.
1: Look, man, I'm going to get some now. shit. Yeah, Right now, yeah, I'd take him back over Slash right now. fucking day. But um, I'm going to get some shit for saying this off the internet, but I'll take Bumblefoot any day over Buckethead.
3: My I'm opinion. sorry
1: that is my opinion I mean I love Ron
3: yeah it's like Ron's the most friendly
1: or just through the head like us is...
3: uh...
0: <laughs> nah man here's a good part right. here let's track this
4: do, uh, let's yeah. do patience cause that's what I'm going to try to to experience right now Or should I like have a tantrum or something? Yeah,
1: do that. That's what we want. Now
4: we're talking, alright? Break some shit, fuck them things. Throw up. that <laughs>
0: microphone on the ground. I'm
4: writing a paper what a dick I was.
0: Vegas riot.
1: would it have been some shit if this was their first show back and then that's how it ended in a riot?
0: Oh my god.
4: So, Thursday night was the first night I ever like sang a set with these guys. It was the first time I, like, sang a set in eight years. Wow. I had a little bit of an emotional problem doing the old stuff. I had to work through. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, actually so.
4: I don't know, I was a little worried because, see, there was a rehearsal. Then I was—we had some kind of a set list. Then I actually went to sound check. That's—that's a first for all three of those in 15 years. I was afraid that might jinx the show. You know, like baseball players wearing different socks or something—I could fuck things up.
0: (laughs) Superstitious, Uh, Axel.
4: We got some acoustic guitars. So, people aren't on crack.
0: <laughs> you misread the whole fucking thing wrong here. What? You can hear the chants. Oh, he's crying through all the plastic surgery.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it. It's like, yeah, he's had some work done. It looks like,
0: yeah, I was like reading like comments and shit. Like, people said about this, or like, oh, nice wig. I'm like,
1: oh, I think that's like his real hair, but like the face does yeah. a
0: little look cool, different.
1: Yeah, I don't know
3: like he his hair. It's...
1: I know, who gives a shit? Like, when he cut it all off, I mean, fuck, I understand that sentiment. I want to do that. Now, Slash showed up with short hair at the next GNR show, and there'd be a riot for sure.
0: Oh, hell yeah. I was going to say, all the South American fans would, like, make a, like the pinata version of Slash and, like, burn him in effigy. Like, we're <laughs> disowning this man. <laughs> you are not, not listening to you on Spotify anymore. He's an impersonator.
2: <laughs> Fraud. This is not the real
1: slash. And I'll bring back
2: some other cowboy with the same hairstyle.
1: DJ Ashville will be back in the band next week.
2: Well, look, you said an episode of uh, South Park about the
1: slash. <laughs> Wonder slash. This is unreal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wonder
1: slash. <laughs> Makes a lot yeah. of sense. I don't know the South Park version makes too much sense. Yeah, I love
2: South Park, man. <laughs> I love it.
1: Uh, I'm pissed off they took it off of Hulu, so I'm boycotting it right now. Oh, because it's on HBO Max. Yeah, why should I pay for HBO Max when I already pay for Hulu? <laughs> <Do you laughs> well,
2: HBO Max is free, isn't it? No. Well, with AT&T it
1: is. I have U.S. Cellular. Oh. I won't have AT&T. Because a company named Assurion works with them. Oh, yeah. And if that doesn't ring any bells, Rick, Dustin doesn't support that company. I gave three years of my life to that shithole. I, uh, that's some
3: weird effects going on here.
1: You remember your last day in that hellhole? And I was furious. You know, on my way out the door, four people came to me. All right, I won't tell that story.
0: <laughs> Have some patience, Dustin, as the song is saying.
1: I didn't see you there for a minute. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Little shots. Because the lights, they shine so bright. Should t-
1: okay, should we tell the story of Stinky Sheets? <laughs> I knew that would get it. I knew that would crack you. I knew. <laughs> I, just don't like to,
2: I just don't like to... I don't
1: know. Just... I get you, I get you. Yeah. I, I don't see why it would hurt. I mean, nobody knows what the fuck that we're talking about. I don't know. The man, stinky
3: there's stinky sheets. people out there.
1: Can I tell the story about stinky sheets?
3: Yeah, that's fine.
1: So so me and Rick, one of our HR our yes. main HR guy gets fired. Oh, uh, you <laughs> want me to tell it now? <laughs> i would gonna say no names. <laughs> <laughs>
0: too controversial for this podcast I see
1: <laughs> Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Chris, you ever been fucking a girl in the ass? <laughs> <laughs> and then she shits on you?
0: <laughs> no, but I've heard crazier... I've heard crazier stories of, uh, you know, anal sex that, than that.
1: that. Oh, yeah, we're
2: crazier than that? We're like, uh, tell us, what story is crazier than that?
0: <laughs> well, there's one story of this dude who's... From whatever, no, okay, talking to this girl... And, Fucking this girl in the ass, whatever. And then, like, for like weeks after, his like uh, his his pee hole is like fucking, bubbling up and shit. Like the tip, of the head of his dick was like itchy. Is like weird, like bubbling up, whatever. And then he goes to the doctor, and apparently this girl he you know fucked in the ass, whatever, was uh had like hot stuff before, whatever, and a chili flake went inside his penis. Oh yeah. Oh. So that's what was causing the irritation in the head of his dick.
2: That's a pretty <laughs> impressive story. That's an impressive yeah. story.
1: I mean... What are the odds? As many times as I've done it without protection, I mean, shit. Never thought of chili flake.
0: Yeah, that's the definition of a, a spicy butthole. <laughs>
1: <Ooh.
0: coughs> put, put that shit on your Urban Dictionary, kids.
2: I, I love Urban Dictionary, man. Get some great times
1: out of there. <laughs> so this one time I was riding around with this girl and we was looking for a place to fuck. And uh I couldn't take her home because I didn't want her to know where I live, so I was looking for a place where I knew if I got caught I wouldn't get arrested for trespassing. And then I see, Oh, here's Rick's driveway. <laughs> no.
3: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> And then I was in the wrong place, and it was actually Rick's parents' house. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. oh jeez, I'm bullshit, and that never happened. <laughs> I don't
2: say, man, I don't think I know where they live, right there.
1: Oh, dude, I remember this. You remember the time I thought somebody broke into your house?
2: Yes, because I painted my door black.
1: Yeah, I came to Rick's house, and. uh... I, he was like uh, I tell you to just come in I was like, I'm on my way back I tell you to just come in but the door is locked and I was like dude your door's not locked it's wide the fuck open and he was like what I was like no dude your front door is wide the fuck open and he was like oh shit so I was like hang on so I get prepped and ready to fight and I start I start making my way toward the door he painted the door black and it just looked like it was open <laughs> Dude,
2: yeah, but it's great of because it was a red door.
1: Yeah, that's three.
0: I see the red door and I want to paint it black.
1: No, he's being serious. It was a red door and then he painted it black. What? Wow. <laughs> like that Nick is Jagger true. Jagger
0: is now coming for you for copyright.
3: <laughs> that would
2: be a good,
0: I was gonna say, Lucky Eun uh, painted black in uh, inspiration of the Metallica Black album. Or else Lars Ulrich would have sued your ass.
1: Shit, fuck Metallica.
0: You painted black black, black, black album, sue.
2: Well, I wonder, like, well, sometimes you know, I kind of sit here and wonder, like, who else am I going to piss off next? You know, because i already I pissed off the Misfits once.
3: They tried <laughs> to sue me.
2: I pissed yeah. off Guns N' Roses, and they tried to sue me. I mean, so who's next? Like, I'm trying to see the thing. Like, man, well,
1: I think uh, the the gist of it is you're gonna have to start by getting a band tattoo because you don't have a tattoo of a band that you've never pissed off.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the Miss Vincent, that's
1: what it is. Now. Uh, well, now, now, when we see Rick Dunsford, when we see Rick Dunsford get a uh, get like an ACDC tattoo. We know some shit's about to go down.
2: Yeah, because I would never get an ACDC tattoo.
1: <laughs> I like ACDC. If they would have kept Axel. I would have been the biggest <laughs> ACDC fan. I know. That's the lead singer <laughs> they had a couple of years ago. That kid was going to be somebody someday. I don't know why they got rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to tell people. I'd be like, "Man, have y'all seen that new ACDC singer? That kid's gonna be somebody one day." Hell yeah!
0: <laughs> and it was crazy. I know, we're watching I went, him right now.
2: When I went to go see Guns N' Roses, like uh, that same year, like they're selling out these stadiums, and then you went to go see ACDC, and they're playing like this tiny arena, like tiny,
1: <laughs>
2: itty bitty man.
1: I'd love to go see ACDC. Let me rephrase that. I want to see ACDC twice. I want to see him with Axel and with Brian. But I was not paying ACDC prices to see... I mean, you know what I mean? Like, let's see that. Because, I mean, yeah, you got Axel and that's cool, but I'm not hearing Axel sing any of the songs I want to hear Axel sing. Like, the the, the novelty of having him there is cool because I can say I was at one of those shows, which is going to be a rarity... Oh, well,
2: it's yeah, it's a real rare, you know man, Because
1: why not pay true. another? Why not pay an extra twenty five bucks on a ticket price? Wait two weeks and go see Guns and Roses at a better. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: I can see that. You know, like because you're essentially Axel just singing a bunch of covers. You know?
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna go see that. I yeah, mean, yeah, I would nice. if the price was right, but I, I wouldn't be right in the front row or anything. Like that would be a Oh shit, here we go. Wow, 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 wow. That's a big ass bottle of water.
0: That's Night Train he's drinking.
1: <laughs> <My God. laughs>
0: you, you remember when we got. before and starts slurring his words.
1: Rick, you remember the time we got a hold of some Night Train? Yes. God, it was awful. If we got...
0: find some, like, ship it to me, please.
1: Oh, I can get it before. pretty easy. I'll have to look for it, but I can probably find it. Dude, it's like five bucks a bottle.
0: Yeah. yeah I it's, literally it's looked up here. everywhere to find it.
1: It is. You're not missing it, much. Yeah. It tastes like shit. Oh, man, I'm going to tell say. you. I've had it. I'm going to tell you. If you will, if everybody, while you're young, don't do it when you get my age or it'll kill you. Uh, while you're young, everybody needs to get that night train drunk one fucking time in their life. Cause me and Rick got night train drunk at his house that night when I almost broke the fucking table and it pissed him off. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> who was there? Jake? Uh, I want to say Jake was there from, uh, Jake Wood. I want to say he Jake. was there.
5: <laughs> That's what I say.
1: And, uh, Chris
2: Caputo was there?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking Jake from and I was trying to think of the name of his band and I was like, yeah, Jake Wood. Because he he's a solo artist. He was there. Uh, I think DeVar was there that night. DeVar, <laughs> man. What happened was his wife had went out of town and we threw a party. And then the plan was to be cleaned up before she came back and then she didn't have to know we threw a party. And then we got fucked up. And uh dude, I remember waking up was that the night I slept on your porch?
2: And dude, uh I don't remember I don't remember much about those days, like like that <sighs> night because
3: <laughs>
2: we were fucked up, that's one. I know man. Like <laughs> I don't even know what day of the week it was on. <laughs>
1: You remember the time we got DeVar to do the cinnamon challenge and we we told him we were doing the cinnamon challenge then we gave him cayenne pepper? <laughs> Loaded like a freight train. That might have been night like train night. <laughs> There's a video. That's right. You filmed it. It's on your YouTube channel, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I think it is from what I recall.
1: Uh, he wasn't falling for it, and then when he finally's like, "There's chili powder in this. I know there's chili powder in this. I can smell it." And then when he, he and then the idiot does it anyway, and then he, he's over there like throwing up in the sink, and you see me over here like I had real cinnamon, and I'm spitting the cinnamon out into his hat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was night train night. It's a wine is what it is though. Like it's a it's a shitty wine. And it costs about five dollars for a bottle this goddamn big. And it'll get you drunk. It will fuck you up. It will. It'll fuck your shit up. And you'll have a good time. But the next day. You will have the absolute worst hangover of your life. You will be puking. You will have a migraine. Uh, I seem to remember my ribs hurting for some reason. (laughs) Um, Did you puke a lot? Yeah, dude. I mean, I was puking in your neighbor's yard, but. That old dude. Fuck that guy. I didn't like him anyway. So I didn't tell you about that back then. But I threw up in his yard, and I was like, I just won't tell Rick, and then maybe it'll just go away. And then about two days later, Rick gets into it with his neighbor for something completely unrelated, and I was like, Yeah, fuck that guy. I'm glad I threw up in his yard. If I'd known that was gonna happen, I threw up on his porch.
2: That was great. Like my yard was like up on the hill, and I could just every time I pissed, it just go straight down there. Speaking <laughs> like a space frame, one you
5: Can
1: go walk the dog. We do that in the neighbor's yard. Good boy.
2: We <laughs> date <laughs> the shows actually over here.
1: Yeah, well, that's it, folks. Good night. You know how many people leave during this part? Hell,
0: not many. This is about 15 minutes here.
1: Dude, we'll be on the front row, me and Rick, seeing people leave the front row after he says goodnight after night train. And we're thinking, how the fuck did you get up here with the elite? (laughs) 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 Oh, man, one time, so me and Rick get to, I think it was, I think it was Atlanta at the Tabernacle. Uh, Was it the Tabernacle? It was Atlanta at the yeah. tabernacle, I'm going to say, when your dad came with us. Me, yeah. and Rick, me and Rick go through this door like everybody else. We haul ass to the stage. We're holding on to the bar so we can you know, get our arms up enough so we can give Rick's dad time to get there. People are flooding in this one door, just like filling up. And we're like, dude, where's your dad? And then over here, you see another door that nobody's even noticed, and it just opens up. And one person walks in. It's Rick's dad with his hand in his pockets, watching all the chaos out of the other door. And he just <laughs> starts <laughs> <up. laughs> right to popcorn
0: right. and just fucking start watching this shit.
1: Yeah. Like nobody else <laughs> saw the other door except That's Rick's dad. <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, does this sound familiar? The Beverly Hillman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure
0: it Chicken binge.
1: Yeah. It's an old bluegrass tune is what it is.
3: Uh, hey, bluegrass.
1: I know, man. Now you understand why I had to get out of Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few chances to come back and I just can't bring myself to do it. Dude, this is epic right here
2: to come back from like a from a to, from an encore to this, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Another
0: book from here.
1: Yeah. You imagine that today like you come back from an encore to hard school or some shit.
3: That would be epic. Yeah. I wouldn't complain, but it's gonna be like some patience or don't cry. If it goes today.
1: Well, by now they. I feel like it's a cash grab.
0: Yeah. This Dude, is. bad yeah. cry, I wouldn't mind. Dude, I love "Don't Cry," man. Yeah, because like it's never been played that often in like any era of GNR, like, and there should be uh... a lot, like a lot more.
1: It was pretty regular when me and Rick go. I've never been to a Guns N' Roses show where they didn't play "Don't Cry."
0: There was yeah, like, like a to... point in time though where like Ron Thaw was using us as just a solo.
2: Yeah, and then Axel would come, like started joining him randomly, and uh, and they come out singing it, and they start brought it into the set list shortly after that.
1: So I'll say Does he say, isn't that a shock, or isn't that absurd? I think it's
0: the second.
1: See, I always heard, isn't that a shock, until the leaks came out. And then the leaks came out, and my radio said, isn't that absurd, question mark, as the title of the track I was listening to. And that was the first time I ever heard, isn't that absurd.
0: Yeah, fifty That'd bucks says the song's about Slash.
1: With the pussy full of maggots, huh?
0: Yeah, screaming fucking banshee. Unless like he's talking about Vince Neil, <laughs> he still wants to fight. Hey, him. Man, you made a funny... You're next to here.
1: You want know, oh. bring me into this bullshit?
3: God,
2: Vince, that was
0: awful. I was gonna say Vince at this point is an ultra heavyweight, so I don't you know, know if he's what? even you know what? Fuck <laughs> he's you, medically man, fit.
1: And fuck Rick Gunfrey. You know what, who my best friend is? His name is Fernando. And he's got a tattoo across his chest that says, Fuck Rick Gunfrey. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> you know. the, fuck, the fuck part faded out. <laughs>
2: you know what? Like, I wonder why they didn't do this song more.
1: That should be your tattoo, Rick. That should be your next tattoo. You should get in quotation marks. Fuck Rick Dunsford and then put like the line where you say and who said the quote, Fernando Labaya. <laughs>
2: hey, just get Instead like of a Fernando, nice put all to
0: Brazil.
1: Do what?
2: Yeah, get, like an old, get like a nice like, black and white picture of him. You know, just have that quote written, you know, like a, have it looking <laughs> all nice.
1: <laughs> like a shadow box. Yeah, man. What's happening? Okay, I see.
0: There we go. What I heard it was putting like this tambourine. Oh, they were losing.
4: We'll try to stop right again sometime soon.
0: Oh, Axel's got the tambourine. Oh, shit. Sure. There's
1: yeah. going to be some Chris serious t- tambourine going on. And Chris Timberlake's not on honor yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> this before This is before he graduated in Taos.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Guns yeah, N' Roses got to work warning. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you just, just play
0: the cool audio cool. files from the the speech in Madagascar,
1: <laughs> right?
0: You just you just play the audio bits from Madagascar. That's it. And a start here, out on, on
1: bass, then you move to synth, and then if you do really good and you work really hard in ten years, you'll get to play the towel. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know it'd be a good
2: watch along. which that uh, uh, that Bridge School show.
1: Someday, that that's probably gonna Someday. happen. I don't I mean, have it anymore. That'd
0: be a good, I good roast. I have it that, if you need.
1: Oh god, it's so bad. But yeah, well, I'll watch it with you. I've yeah, seen it once, and that was, that was plenty. See so all these poor yeah. handicapped kids and shit, and then you see fucking
0: uh, Axel
2: motherfucker
0: <laughs> <laughs> and <custom> shit. <laughs> <laughs> he fucks up everything after the first song.
2: Yeah, like "Welcome to the Jungle" turns into "You're
3: Crazy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And He's like fucking dying. Oh god.
2: Do you get that acoustic uh, better?
1: That might be cool to have. I don't know. The Bumblefoot thaw Mix is the best of the. I like the DJ mix too. It makes a whole different song out of the same lyrics. Yeah, it
3: does. This is probably like my favorite.
2: This is my favorite uh new GNR show. Like you know, this like one the is
1: Of the it's ones we went to, which one was your favorite? So what? Of the ones we went to, what was your favorite?
2: The Vegas ones. Uh, the Vegas, uh, the first Vegas.
1: The first Vegas show?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When Izzy came out and everything? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, at
2: like, all, like, post-shot concerts, though, this is my favorite out of any GNR show this concert right here. This one never gets old to watch for
0: me. A little
1: early on the confetti, aren't they?
0: Nah, it's already the new year by this point. they there at this time, so who cares?
1: That's why they do the confetti now. <laughs> well, they'd always done that, hadn't
0: they? Yeah, over the Paradise City. They usually blow it up when it gets to the fast part.
1: Shit, by this point, it's been New Year for the last six hours.
0: Yeah, this is like five in the morning in 2001. God, imagine like people just like walking out of that and be like, Oh, like you, you had like the greatest experience of your life, and like you walk out and it's like, Oh my god, it's six in the morning,
1: dude. That happened to me in Vegas. I mean, me and Rick, did yeah, that is
0: Vegas. I was gonna say,
1: and then I went to Center Bar and I hung out with some people. Uh, had a few drinks, talked to people, went and played a few games, and then finally I told my boys at center bar, I was like, guys, I gotta, I gotta run back to the hotel. This was the second time, and because I was staying across the street at the Red Roof, I was like, I'm getting a little tired. I'm gonna go take a nap. So I opened the doors, and I was thinking it was like two in the morning. I was expecting it to be dark. Fuck no, it was like, it was like twelve thirty at noon. <laughs> And when I opened those doors and that light hit me in the face, I was like, I felt like a goddamn vampire. I was like, what
3: the fuck?
1: <laughs> Time really does move differently in Vegas. Uh, it's, yeah, it's very different.
5: Yeah, look at all
0: these crazy fucking fans. I'm jealous of all you bastards. Fuck all these fans. <laughs>
1: All of them. That guy, fuck that guy, fuck you. Fuck, you're cool. Not you, though. No, fuck you.
0: Yeah, man. Fuck out of here. Go back to 2001.
1: They all came <laughs> here to hear Sweet Child
0: of Mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm looking forward to that 2021 tour, though, I'll tell you guys. You think they'll play Sweet Child of Mine? Um I hope I I they hope play so. something
0: other than that. I.
1: <laughs> I hope they play Welcome to the Jungle. Well, <laughs> do <laughs> what?
2: I'd be happy if they dropped uh, Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child permanently. And November rain, just drop it. Get Knock it on Heaven's door, get rid of it.
1: I wouldn't mind getting rid of Heaven's door.
0: Or at least do like how they did here. Do it differently.
2: Yeah, I like it like that. Does
0: so Axel wear the to top hat? Yeah, uh, or sort is. of a hat, like a party hat. This is the, the beginning of the Axel and <laughs> hat era. It just got wider as <laughs> years went by. You start out a fedora, then you go to a freaking uh, pool uh, pool hat for females.
1: He had to so work his way up from a plastic fedora.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a cowboy hats.
1: Where was it where he wore that big stupid floppy cowboy hat that one time? Oh, uh, is that in, San Antonio? Yeah, San Antonio. He wore a cowboy hat them? that was bigger than his goddamn body and it looked retarded and it was like the <laughs> lip was like flopping around and shit looked like an elephant touch. And then like finally he snatches it off his head and throws it down like even he knew it was a bad idea.
0: <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas though, I mean.
1: And then Rick looks at me and goes, yeah, good. That was a stupid hat. (laughs) Oh, my God, it was. And happy fucking New Year to you listening to our show.
5: I think right there...
1: Yes, and we definitely thank you. We're grateful. We look forward to bringing you this show continuously in 2021. And I think that's the perfect time for us to go out and say on behalf of Chris Caputo, on behalf of our guest, Rick Dunsford, thank you for being here, by the way. Good fucking fucking night.
0: Night.
1: Boom.
3: Peace. Boom.
4: That I'm going to keep it.